Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. I'm your host, Kyle, with a K. And today I have joining me the final girl, Georgie. Howdy, y'all. Howdy, Georgie. And also returning for the second time for the part two of our trilogy cast, the new blood, Brendan. How you doing, Brendan? I am fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I was trying to think of a uh, good nickname to call you, and I that's what I ended up with for now. It might, I mean, it's going to inevitably change if you stick around, so you can't be the new blood forever. But I'll say my, <laughs> my mom absolutely loved that nickname. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So. Good to hear. We got a fan already. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what have you guys been up to, Georgie? Have you been playing anything or watching anything lately? Nothing horror related, unfortunately. So nothing really interesting. I go through these phases in my life where I just become absolutely obsessed with The Sims. And then I just like binge play The Sims for like at least two or three weeks. And then I get over it. Um, but that's what I've been doing playing. The I Sims. saw you playing that actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I've been playing it since I was like a young, a wee, a wee lass. And I actually had a friend once who needed to kill a child that she no longer wanted. Naturally. Uh, yeah. So she put it in a room, um, that she made, had, had the mom like put something in the oven and had the kid in the room and then made the mom leave the room, removed all the windows and the doors, and let the child burn to death. So I guess that's kind of horror-related. I think it's safe to say that anybody who's played The Sims has done that to at least one of their Sims at least once. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's even better when, like, the Grim Reaper in The Sims 3, you could be his friend. You could even, like, have sex with him if you wanted. So, like, kind of wild. I've always dreamt about having sex with the Grim Reaper, so maybe I got to check it out. Yeah, dude. Yeah, give it a go. You never know. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Brendan, what's up with you, man? Uh, I recently watched 8mm for the first time last week. The uh, That's the, um, the Eminem movie? Oh, no, no, no that's 8 Mile. Yeah. <laughs> 8mm uh, is a, it's a Nicolas Cage movie uh, directed by... Joel Schumacher, the guy that did Batman with nipples. Um, yes, but uh, wait, it, I'm sorry. What <laughs> the what's to what? He, Batman with nipples? Wouldn't he yeah. have nipples anyway? Well, the uh, the Joel Schumacher. I think it was Batman Forever. Um, well, was that the Clooney one or the Val Kilmer one? It's the it's the Clooney one on the uh, the bat the bat suit has nipples on it. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. Just, we love that representation. Just do a quick, a quick Google. You'll see what we're talking um, about. Okay. Well, now I have to. But yeah, I I bought eight millimeter, and my downstairs neighbor opened up the packet or my my Amazon package, uh, and she saw the movie and she texted me. She's like, "Hey, I opened up your package. By the way, Eight Miles a great movie." I was, like, I was like, no, this is not Eight Mile. Don't watch it. So they thought it was too. Yeah, yeah. No, it's funny. That's so funny. Um, That's yeah. hilarious. But uh, I, I just looked at Nipple Batman. That's a lot to take in. <laughs> Thank you guys for that. You're welcome. Sleep with that. <laughs> uh, and then you said something about games, right? Yeah, yeah. So I just found out that for horror obsessive, um, in I think January. I'm going to be getting a key for the new Ash versus Evil Dead game. Ooh. What? Yeah. So I, I remember someone in the Discord mentioned maybe like co-oping some games together or something to, so that you know we could discuss them or or whatever. So whenever I get yeah. whenever I get that key, I would we can like share play or I, I I don't know if it's co-op or what or whatnot, but um, I was thinking maybe whenever that comes around. We could like double team it or triple team it or get a bunch of people yeah. together and play it or something because I'm very excited for that game. Hell yeah, yeah, that game looks super rad. Um, it's so I like I was really into the Friday the 13th game for a while when it came out. Yeah, um, yeah, I it was yeah. it was enjoyable. Yeah, it the was super thing. janky, but oh, it's even worse now. Like, it's it's genuinely unplayable now, like, you cannot play it and it's really sad because i had a lot of fun with it too when it first came out did did you guys follow any of the lawsuits surrounding that game 
I was like briefly. familiar with it, but I didn't, I wasn't too interested because I was like, <laughs> oh, whatever. I mean, I, I think cause that's why they stopped updating the game. Cause, uh, the guy that wrote it, I, I forget his name. Um, the guy that created the character is the one that I guess sued them because they didn't ask him for permission. Damn. Uh, How did they get all the way to making the game right? and release it? And then <laughs> Well that that happened too with um Dead by Daylight, the Nightmare on Elm Street chapter. Mm. It was approved for like Xbox, PC, and PlayStation, but for years it was not available on Switch because mm. of licensing issues. So like everybody else that owned the game could play it, but nobody on Switch could. It's available now, but it, it took a while. You know, I think that makes sense because I I could never get into a lobby on PlayStation, so I got the mobile version um, like a year and a half or two years ago. And for the longest time, I never once went against a Freddy. I mean, that could just be lobby stuff, but I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's a popular character in the you know console PC version. So I, I think mm -hmm. I think it might have been the same for uh, mobile as well. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that Evil Dead game, I'll tell you, I'm definitely interested. Um, it's a hack and like it looks like a hack and slash more action kind of focused game, which is kind of cool. Um, we'll definitely have to do something with that, and we'll definitely talk about it in an episode. That sounds like fun. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. Did you guys ever play the the Evil Dead PlayStation Two game? Oh my god, so long ago, dude. Yeah, I I met uh Ted Raimi at a horror convention, um, and I have a signed copy of because he plays the side character in it. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and also fun fact, he was the first person to give me a sip of alcohol underage. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yo, whoa, call him that's, out. Yeah, that's kind of a legit story. I mean, you were definitely of age, allegedly uh, underage, uh, right? Oh, oh no, I, no, I was seventeen at the time. I was trying to protect him. Oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he was. We're just joshing to our viewers. He was definitely twenty-one. Um, <laughs> no, he was eighteen in Europe. That's better. Oh, there we go. There yes, go. it was in Europe. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's all fine. I uh I was once in the same bar as Tom Savini, Ooh. and I didn't get to approach him, but I tried everything in my power to try to like scoot to closer to you. him at the bar and get like a good look at him. Like, oh my god, what is he talking about? What are we talking <laughs> about? In reality, he was just probably chilling with his family or something. But um, that was pretty cool. That's the closest like horror icon I've been close to. Um, wow. but today. We are uh, making our way to part two of Fear Street, 1978. If you haven't listened to our part one, 1994 episode yet, first of all, I would go back and listen to it. Second of all, uh, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> um, this one um, jumps in, uh, starts right at the end of part one, 1994. And uh, I guess we'll just get right into it. There's no logistics because I can't find any um, box office information on this movie. One, because it's not in the box office, but it hasn't made any money that they've reported because it's just on streaming services as of now. So I can't provide any logistics. So we're just going to get oh, into what we thought. I can, I can give you one logistic. Ooh, what's what's This up? film, even though it's the second film of the trilogy, they actually filmed it last after part one and part three. Interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. a little bit of pulp fiction action with the, with the filming there <laughs> um so let's just jump into our thoughts um georgie we'll start with you what did you think of fear street <laughs> 1978 well kyle i have a lot of thoughts about this one um, just just feed it to me georgie go ahead <laughs> friday the 13th was obviously to me at least a huge huge um what's the word inspiration for this film um there was sure. just so many things that i saw like even the music that they played the cliche camp counselors having sex and doing drugs and fucking it up and i was like okay and then the, tommy tommy um tommy what tommy Tommy, 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 Tommy Slater, more like Tommy Jarvis, excuse me. Like that's, that was my first thought. I don't know about y'all, but that was my first thought. Um, there was a carry on pun at one point. I really liked that. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. This one to me, I'm really upset that I rated part one as high as I did because part two was just like leaps and bounds better. And I don't know if it's because it was a different cast and I just really liked the way that this cast connected or if it it was because of like the story um, progression that I learned and everything, like all the intricate details and stuff that was a mystery from part one. And now I'm kind of finding out, but not really knowing what's going on. Um, I just, I liked this one so much more, Kyle. And from what the attitude that I'm getting from you, I don't really think you feel that way. And that's kind of annoying. That's kind of annoying. Well, we'll get to what I think about the movie in, in due time. Um, Brendan, what did you think of the movie? What are your thoughts? Uh, I'll give you three guesses. No guesses. Um, <laughs> no, you liked it. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. I, that, that's a reference to what. Oh yes, yeah. sorry. <laughs> um, wow, <laughs> awkward. <laughs> um, honestly, and I hate to say this, I was so bored by it. okay 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 that's fair fair. and there was no lighting i couldn't see anything Mm -hmm. um which which, how how old are you uh 27 Mm, well you know could be your eyes (laughs) i I was wearing my glasses i will say okay that's fair um, that's fair (laughs) but uh, yeah there was just it just i mean it, it's a fine movie. It's just there was something that grabbed me with 1994 that didn't grab me with this one. Mm, that's that's really interesting that you say that. Actually, that you were you said bored, right? Am I quoting you correctly? Yeah, yeah. That that that's a direct. Yeah. Quote. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so crazy that you say that because, I mean. I had a little bit to drink. It, I was it was my weekend. I was feeling it. So maybe that might have contributed to the way that I felt when viewing. But there was like multiple points during watching this movie where I was just extremely uncomfortable and I needed it to move at a faster pace so I could find out what was going to happen. I would say like 3 or 4 times that happened where I was just like crawling out of my skin like, "Oh my god, what's happening?" And it, I wasn't like I wouldn't say that I was uncomfortable because I was scared. It was just like so dramatic that I was like, what the fuck is going on? So, Georgie, what do you think this movie does differently from the first one that makes it more enjoyable to you? You did mention like it's maybe the characters or the pacing. Can you like think of anything specifically or is it just kind of like a like an overall thing? I think just in general, this movie had like a significantly different tone than the first one and maybe that had to do with like the time frame that it was supposed to be representing and I just really love horror from the 70s and the way that it's portrayed um that could totally be part of it um but like when they were down in the caves and stuff ever since I saw the descent I've been like extremely um put off by like caves and shit like that shit's so scary you like don't even get me started on the ocean okay that's just one big ass cave let's be honest all right and that and there were like some in my opinion like this movie had way cooler kills like when that one kid got his head just fucking cut the fuck off and then he fell down the the porta potty like all the way down to the bottom and the girls are just like screaming their heads off that was not only hilarious but like beautiful i mean i was sad that the kid died like r.i.p but oh i, I just i hated that <laughs> <laughs> that's fair um i don't know there was just something about like the um the aura I guess of this film it just really spoke to me it was like dark but kind of lighthearted. and I'm not saying by any means that it's the best movie that I've seen this year because it is not but I thought that like even the plot twist at the end I I was like that's the sister it's not that bitch what and that 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 blew my mind like a little bit it could have been better but I was pleased I was pleased that they threw in a little flip it on the head you don't know what the fuck's going on you thought you know 
Unless you guys saw that coming. Wait, can, so can I, I, Kyle, just one quick second about that. Shoot, dude. This, so maybe I was bored because the movie was ruined for me. At the beginning, I love Gillian Jacobs. Community is my all-time mm-hmm. favorite TV show. And so at the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh shit, is that Gillian Jacobs? And I jumped on IMDb real quick. And it says Caroline slash adult Ziggy. Oh. And I think, yeah. I think that that might have uh, a hand in me enjoying the movie less because it, I mean, it told me exactly what happened right from the beginning. Um, yeah. So I think if I wouldn't have, Ooh. if I wouldn't have gotten on the IMDb, I think that I might, because I think that's a really cool twist, honestly. Um, yeah, honestly, pretty much the whole movie, I was just waiting for Ziggy to die. I was like, she's going to die now. She's going to die now. She's yeah. going to die now. That never fucking happened because it wasn't her. And then when I found out that, like, the other sister, whose name I don't remember now, I'm so sorry. Uh, um, C, uh, C, Caroline? Cap- Catherine? Catherine? Uh, Katie, Jesus, no. Cindy. Cindy, Cindy, Cindy. Yeah. I just wrote um, when I, in all my notes. <laughs> <laughs> when when I found out that it was her and like she was actually dead, dead, because literally as she was being stabbed, I was like, um, there's absolutely no way that she's surviving that. There's no way she's been stabbed like she gets twenty stabbed times at least. Yeah, multiple fucking times. I was like, there's no way. And then obviously it wasn't her. But like learning that she was actually dead, that kind of hurt my feelings because I was like rooting for her because she was literally just trying to make a better life for herself. And she and her sister were fighting because her sister was like, that's never going to happen. We're shady ciders. Speaking of that, I'm sorry to go on a tangent, but this nope, shady cider Sunnydale shit is so fucking annoying to me. Like I hate it. It is. It pisses me off. It is literally just people bullying each other. And then some witch is like, I'm going to be the ultimate bully and I'm going to kill all of y'all. It's just like, grow up, ma'am. It's been what? 1666 to whatever, 1994. That's a, I'm not going to do the math, but that's a lot of years. (laughs) All right. That's centuries. Okay. Multiple. So maybe let go. Okay. We're not in high school. All right. Get over it. They are, but they are, but like the witch is not all right. And she's acting like a middle schooler and I'm just, I'm over it. I hate that shit. Well, and it, no, it feels a bit civil war-y, doesn't it? Because the color yes! war. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I was yeah, like, totally. I was like, this to blue. me is like becoming like, I don't want to say racist because it's not, and it has nothing to do with race, but like, that's like the leg, the, like the level of bigotry that it's getting to. It's just like so intense about these two sides. Like, like you said, the civil war, the North and the South, like. Stop. I hate it. This is annoying. Anyways, we are adults. Kyle, we've we've been cutting you off. No, it's not a problem. That's what we're doing here. We're talking about the movie. See, I feel like that I'm the only one, and this is going to sound like me sitting on top of my like huge mountains, like, you know, pointing fingers that I'm better than everybody. But I feel like I'm the only one that that wasn't a twist to me. I called that from like the first five minutes from when it went back to 1978. First, just just, for one reason and one reason only. (laughs) The older older Ziggy looked nothing like the other sister, like absolutely nothing like her. Like she didn't have the same hair color. She didn't even like, like the young Ziggy, the one that actually plays Ziggy looks exactly like a younger version of her. So when that happened, that's I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's obvious. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I didn't see that at all, but I, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry that you did. <laughs> no, I, well, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I but, like I saw it coming from the very beginning. Like, it so wasn't, did, it's, it's almost like, okay, let's put it this way. When I was watching the movie, when they, like, announced it as some kind of twist, I was confused because I was like, wait, was this supposed to be a twist? <laughs> like, I thought, like, I didn't know the entire movie. They were keeping it as a twist. And then when they, like, apparently, un- like, revealed it to the audience, I was like, oh, what? like, is this supposed to be, like, a reveal or something? I don't understand. I was like, oh, oh, this was a twist. Got it. No, I already knew it was her. 
That's fine. Wait, okay. so so how did that affect your overall feelings on the movie? Like, did that make it better or worse? Do you think that had any impact on it? So that had zero impact on it because, like I said, I never realized they were trying to shamalan me, dude. <laughs> like, I didn't realize they were trying to twist me. So that didn't that like that wasn't even a thought in my mind. Hey, so, um. Real quick to interject, I'm sorry, yeah. but one of these kitties is really trying to get in to this room, but he's not allowed in here. So if you hear him meowing, I apologize. That's okay. He he just wants to be on the cast. <laughs> yes, he's black cat. He's a black cat. He could be our mascot. <laughs> sorry. Okay, continue. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so as far as what I thought about the movie, I, I'm kind of on the side of both of you guys. Um, I did enjoy this movie more than 1994. Um, that's not saying much considering I didn't enjoy 1994 that much. However, (laughs) I just think that this movie was constructed a little better. I was also bored like Brendan for most of the movie. And I agree with him that the shots, how like 80% of it was filmed in pitch black. I couldn't see. 90% 90% of what was going on yeah. most of the time. All right. Yeah. You guys both need to get your eyes checked. I have 2030 vision, which is better than 2020. See, I think that we just might have good TVs that actually have darker blacks. <laughs> and like, oh, you're so maybe you're not watching either. it on something that's good no, enough. But, I have um, a stellar television set. Thank you, sir. I, I, totally sympathize with you guys because there are definitely times where I've watched movies and I can't see a fucking thing and I'm like what the hell is going on they're playing this suspenseful music I can hear somebody screaming but I can't see shit well that's 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 my experience with most of this movie so at least you understand where I'm coming from I'm so sorry Um, no no you're fine so like as far as my overall enjoyment of the movie I think it was a well put together movie for the most part I think it was the fact that it was self-contained was easier for me to latch onto because it was a, a simple premise. And I agree with you, Georgie. They did fill in um, not all, but some of the questions I had from the first one. So they were drip, uh, drip feeding me information while keeping it pretty basic and keeping it to the, like the traditional slasher kind of elements. Um. I did enjoy it more than the 1994, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, it wasn't leaps and bounds better. I just think it was a, a better put together movie. Um, <laughs> do you guys want to talk about the cast? I mean, uh, we unfortunately did have, uh, Kiana return in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and I was right. kind of bummed about that. She's but, the uh, main character <laughs> in the last one. So just kidding. I know. I know. I, I'm joking. I'm joking. Wait, so I, um, I you mean it. You mean it. I uh Own up to it. I did write a note. I said uh maybe Kyle's right, maybe Dina is a bad actor. Oh, oh, please so, elaborate. No, it's just like she's in very little of it. Um but she felt so flat. Maybe yeah. maybe it maybe my eyes have been opened to it and you know th- something like that, but I I don't know what it was. Her, she's in what one or two scenes, right? Yeah, yeah, and she's like in the first five minutes and the last five. Yeah, minutes. I was like, oh my god, she's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I think not it might be. Lie. I I kind of felt that way too. I didn't think she wasn't good necessarily. Like, come on, she's still in a movie. What? How many movies have we been in? Brendan, maybe one, maybe two. I don't know. You're obviously more successful than I am. But I haven't been in a movie. I know Kyle hasn't been in a movie. I've been in many uncredited films. I just don't have oh, yeah, fun right yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. In The Human Centipede, you were the last person. Yeah, yeah I got I got it. Wait, you um, were in Human Centipede? No, I wasn't. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I was going to say, hold the phone here. We got to talk about that. <laughs> that would have been absolutely insane. We totally would have done an episode on that by now, and I don't think we ever will, which I'm fine with. But anyway, um, I yeah, I realized I was like, damn, she's like, I'm not 
mad that she's not on the screen. Like, I'm actually really enjoying this new flux of characters. And then at the end, when she came back, I was kind of like, oh, here we go. A whole movie. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's kind of what it was, is that this was part two of the female angry main character trilogy. And you had Sadie, which is, you know, plays Siggy. She also is a very troubled, um, conflicted, and also, like, pissed off main character but she 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 acts like it just fits better and she's she's good at playing the role and she's more believable and in this is my opinion obviously um i think the cast in this was um a lot more well-rounded and better and they they meshed well together than the first movie honestly i'd have to agree with you even like the um like the random campers that honestly rest in peace to every single one of them. Some of them died so horribly for literally no reason other than like this hatefulness between the sunny veil, sunny veil, sunny, whatever the fuck you y'all know what I'm saying. The fucking North and the South. I don't, (laughs) whatever. Um, they just died. And I was so upset. Like that one nerdy kid, Jeremy, when he died, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? He's, this tiny little boy like why would you do that i was so upset he he gets it pretty bad i i I did feel bad for that i was hurt not only did he just get egged but then he literally gets brutally murdered right after being egged like come on now he didn't deserve any of that yeah he gets the shit into the stick for sure um so what do you guys think about the kills as opposed to 1994 i mean me personally i feel like this movie did a better job at like, I almost didn't know if they were practical effects or not. Like, I don't think they are. Like, I didn't look into it. But Oof. they do the close-ups of him, like, axing people. And some some of the kills, um, it doesn't cut away. And it looks like they're making impact. But I'm sure that it's done through, like, um, post-production, like, CG or something. But um, I thought a lot of the kills were really cool. Um, I still don't think any of these kills, in my opinion, beats the Shredder yet. Or the the bread slicer. Um, but overall I thought they were, they were pretty neat. I'm really glad that that one guy, um, I think his name is Gary. I'm glad he got his head cut off, man. I hate that guy. He's getting typecasted for sure. Cause he was in, uh, the recent 2018 Halloween and he played almost the same guy. Like the oh, kind of. Yeah. I was wondering what I had seen him from. I was like, he was the one that like got impaled on the gate. Right. Yeah, like who was like yeah. uh, was into the girl, but the girl yeah, wasn't into him. But he kept pushing it and pushing it, kind of thing. He was like trying to see your boobs or something. Some some weird like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I remember. Honestly, when he died, then it hurt me too. And like you said, he's being typecast. It's the type where like I feel bad for him. Like I just look at him and I'm like, oh man. Like not only are you a douche, but like you're a douche for no reason, and you're just gonna get shit on because like you think you're cool, but you're not really cool yeah that's that's what <laughs> it, makes me, as. it makes yeah. me sad because i'm like oh no you're gonna die <laughs> <laughs> um do, do you guys have any thoughts on the kills dude they, they were sick there was also so many more kills this movie and i like i want to see people die like that's what i'm here for especially since it's a slasher like to me this one was more marketed as a slasher than the first one although like any movie that you're promoting as like a serial killer you should have more than two meaningful kills i should say because obviously there were more than two kills in part one but there were only two kills that i really cared about which were the two drug dealing friends um but in this one i was like all these bitches are dying and i just learned their name what the fuck is going on the uh the girl that the druggy girl that gets stuck in the caves with uh Cin- Cindy. Joan. Cindy her name's Joan Joan okay the uh i the uh when she snaps her ankle that was pretty gnarly oh no 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 i'm sorry um joan was the one that smoked the weed but i'm uh, so you mean um what was her alice. name alice alice yes yeah 
Yeah, when she snapped her leg in the cave, I was like, oh shit, that actually looks pretty good. I mean, it was still super dark, so I could barely see it. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that, honestly, Alice as a whole character just broke my heart a lot. And it's really sad that she, did she died anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. How did she die again? Please, somebody. I think they were, like, they had that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What don't they like? Be they behead Tommy, and then uh-huh. oh, and then he comes back. He comes and, back and like axes her in the back or yeah, the head or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like Sydney's, I remember, like holding her chest. Yeah, what I remember most about that is they're having this like they have that like moment where all three of them are like for shady side, yeah, for shady side, and like the dramatic music's playing and they're like they're getting ready to go and then he just comes in and kills her. Yeah, like immediately yeah. after. <laughs> yep. Hmm. Yeah, that was her whole her whole storyline to me was really sad. Especially like watching her boyfriend getting axed in the fucking head by your ex best friend's boyfriend. That I no, I'm good. No, thank you. I I don't ever want to go to camp. <laughs> I still think it's um a little weird that her bone was literally popping out of her leg. And yet, oh yeah! <laughs> towards the end, she was walking around almost like nothing was wrong. Yeah, just like Nick, he got like sliced the fuck up on his legs. Like there is no way he would even be able to walk. And then at the end, when he's like giving the police his testimony and everything, he's fine. He's not even like on and a stretcher. He's 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 cool. He walked it off. It's like no, that's not how this works. The uh, <clears throat> I. I think it's interesting how in 94 and uh, what is this, 87, 78, 78. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting how they tried to broach the topic of self-harm through you know, A, cutting yourself and B, through um, opiates pretty much. But I feel like they tried so hard to broach that. But they kept pulling back like too early. I or 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 they weren't going enough into it. I kind of wish that they that they would have spent a little more time discussing and having a uh, and having an actual viewpoint on self harm with teenagers rather than just being like, oh, these kids are uh, they're trying to get drugs from the nurse. Okay, that's their story. Like no, like I I think if you're gonna try and in touch on that topic of uh, self-harm in teenagers, you really go into it, really discuss it. Don't just half-ass it. Well, that's part of the reason that's, that's part of the problem I have with these two movies is that they're very on the surface level. They're very shallow and they, they try to tip their, you know, their feet into like important and like serious subjects. And then, like you said, they kind of pull back and they don't fully commit to one specific thing. And that's the problem I had with 1994 with the uh, with the relationship between the two main characters. And I feel like that's also, you know, you said it perfectly with the um, like the drug abuse and, you know, self-inflicting, like, you know, like cutting yourself and stuff like they could have gone into like, you know, these character arcs that would have made things more deep, more interesting. But they they kind of just brush over it. Yeah, like either either, you know go for it and talk about it don't or or allude to it you can allude to it that's fine but if you're going to show active self harm of of any sort try and make it a conversation rather than a uh, a half assed character arc yeah and that's and i mean you're hitting it on the head like that's that's literally my problem with most of it it's just a lot of it's half assed yeah um we we also got um, to know young Nick Good a little bit, and uh, in every scene he was in, we were reminded from every character that interacted with him that he's definitely the young person cop to from the sure. first movie. Yep. <laughs> I was like, we get it. He's the guy from the first yeah. one. We get it. We get we get it. He's the guy from the first one. Oh, by the way, uh, did, did you know his dad was the sheriff? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I um, really liked his chemistry with Ziggy. Um, obviously until she was being wheeled away and was like, I know what I saw, like, please, 
believe me and tell them the truth. Like, it was the witch. And then he doesn't do shit because he's just a fucking pussy. Um, he's like, I nah, liked those their sh- chemistry those up until then. <laughs> Literally, he was like, nah, sis, nah. Like, fuck you, you boneless sack of shit. Anyway, yeah, I really liked their chemistry up until that happened. I um, was really happy for Ziggy because she finally, like, had somebody that she, like, connected to on a different level than, like, we came from the same place and we're both, like, having shitty lives, I guess. I don't know. I I, I liked their chemistry. How did, how did you guys feel about them? I, I, thought that, I, I, I thought they were cute together. Yeah. I um I thought the whole scene when they went into like the uh, science exhibition or whatever, I thought that whole scene was was really good and it was a, it was one of the more genuine scenes where like it, it was believable and like you said the chemistry worked really well. I thought their their conversation and their banter um, was definitely like something that like like even I could relate to when you're like talking to those people when you're that young and you're having those like little crush moments like. It totally felt like that. It felt genuine. I thought that was a cool moment. Um, they, they, it was a cool. They could have referenced someone other than Stephen King twenty five times, but otherwise, yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really yeah. enjoyed them together. Yeah, like I said earlier, that carry on reference after she like decided to dump bugs on her, and he was like, "Okay, carry on." I was like, mm-hmm. "All right, I see you." Yeah. Speaking of that. Honestly, I could I could genuinely say that um, if I had to choose between all of the Fear Street killers chasing me or being stuck in that cabin with all those spiders and bugs, I would rather the, the Fear Street killers chase me and try to kill me. 100%. Oh, yeah. Unless those are the hissing cockroaches, which don't really freak me out at all, which you think they would be worse. Those but are the no. worst ones. But no, dude. Normal. Bleh. I... My body genuinely shuts down when I see a cockroach. Like, I will do what I have to do to get rid of it, but I start visibly shaking and my heart rate increases. And my, like, I, I will watch any horror movie you want, I promise, except maybe Tusk, which is not a horror movie, but it grosses me out. I love Tusk. Um, oh, God. Yeah, I literally, I had to leave. Um, my own house <laughs> in the middle of the movie because I was like, no, I can't do this. I, I gotta go. Um, but cockroaches, bleh, no, God, no, 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 no. Shoot me in the head. Make it quick. Get those roaches away from me. So, what do you guys think of the? Um, you know what? Actually, we're gonna take this moment um, to do a little break. Please enjoy a short announcement from the Ruminations Radio Network. We'll be right back. What's up, gang? This is Hoptimus. You've been listening to one of the great new podcasts from Ruminations Radio Network. If you want some more tasty sound vibes, come check out my new podcast, The Retro Futurist Culture, where we talk about alternate timelines, cyberpunk, anime, and other crazy worlds. If that does not strike your fancy, we have plenty of other great shows at ruminationsradionetwork.com. I hope you enjoyed that. I heard there was some pretty cool <laughs> stuff in there. <laughs> um, so in this movie, they do kind of go into um, more of the lore with the witch, how the killers come back, how they're kind of chosen. Um, I mean, we start with Nurse Lane, which I mm-hmm. thought was you know pretty interesting. Um, so we get a good look at Nurse Lane, which is the parent of Ruby Lane, killer that appeared in the part, in part one. We learn that Nurse Lane has been on the hunt for the witch's hand to end the curse and bring closure to the whole mystery behind her daughter going like psycho and shit. Um, what do you guys think of that whole progression of... First I, I, and foremost, I mean, she's obviously doing her research, but the cabin wasn't very well hidden and hard to find, so how come people haven't come across it sooner? And uh, what do you guys think of that? Well, she had already been to the cabin. She just couldn't find out how to get down into the caves. Or 
She must have, actually. She did, because that's where the names are written, right? That's how she yeah. knew that Tommy was going to be next. So she just wasn't able to figure out how to find the hand. Which the hand was uh, under the tree, right? In the Under the hanging tree? Is that where it was? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was under the hanging tree. Yeah, but she didn't, she didn't know that because of something that was somewhere that she didn't fucking find. I don't know, Kyle. It's the magic of Hollywood. I really wish that I could tell you. You know, I, I actually didn't put two and two together. When they said Nurse Lane, no bells went off. Um, it wasn't until... And I, I felt so stupid after this, but it wasn't until they specifically spelled it out that... Same with me, yeah. Again, I, I was like, oh, Nurse Lane, duh, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I thought that was an interesting character. And again, it was so weird. Uh, prescription pills get brought up again. They're like, oh, she's probably just on pills. She's taken pills. Don't worry about it. Like, I, I don't understand the fascination with these two movies and pills. Well, and also self-mutilation. Like, yeah. um, from what she was saying about Ruby Lane is she was like, yeah, um, seven people died that night. and um, the mom was like, no, eight people died. She killed herself. So was she the only killer that like ended her life after she went on a little spree? Is that how it ended? Oh, like that's a good idea. Cause I mean, I guess technically Tommy died when he gets beheaded. Right. Right. And then, um, yeah, I think his name is Ryan, like the skull face guy, right? Is that his name? Yeah. Like he gets shot. Like we don't see how everybody else dies, well, yeah, but we, we assume that they get killed by other people. We don't know what happened. Nobody else made it that far. True. Yeah, because we don't know what happens with the little bat kid. Yeah. So as far as we know, with three of them at least, we know that Sarah just kills herself. Which, being possessed by the witch, it seems kind of interesting that she would kill herself. Considering the whole point is to kill others, but yeah. Um. I mean, we do get a kind of, uh, like, so we get a glimpse now on how the killers spawn, because I had a question about that in the last episode, and it comes from the witch's brain goo. Or Dude, little that heart creature, that creature <laughs> down in the caves was literally absolutely foul. I never wanted to take another, no, it was like burping and like moaning and throbbing and undulating no get it away i don't want anything to do with that it reminded me of the goop from the evil within which like even in the evil within it was more pleasing visually <laughs> to look at like this no disgusting yeah they were little uh little goo boys and girls they like kind of like from resident evil 7 like the little mold they kind of just like <laughs> mold up and yeah it's like that big old fucking flesh being from res pretty much any resident evil kind of right like on the walls and shit no i don't want i don't want any of it do you have any thoughts on that Brandon? um i in my notes i wrote down uh blood altar and uh what's the other thing i wrote down uh oh shit where is it because I wrote down something specific for that. Um, one of my notes says Ruby Lane Bat Boy. I'm not a. I feel like I was trying to make a uh, a connection between the tabloid Bat Boy and Ruby Lane, but I don't remember what that is. Well, I mean, um, I not 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 to change subjects or anything. No, you're good. You're good. When you said that, I'm going to be honest, all I could think of was how you guys talked about Batman nipples earlier. <laughs> Dude, it's something, I'll tell you. No, it really fucking is. I never needed to see that image ever. But, you know, whatever, I guess. It was a product of its time. <laughs> a time that I missed for a reason. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You did miss it. I was there front and center. Um, oh, God. Um, yeah, I... <laughs> I, I I did think it was weird the the beating heart thing that was in the cave. Um, that's what we're referring to, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the cave is alive. Yeah, that's what they were kind of talking about. So, um, I mean, is it safe to assume that the witch isn't choosing the killers anymore? The the witch. You mean? <laughs> the witch. 
the bitch. Wait, sorry, I mean, what? She's not, she's not choosing? Yeah, so what well, I she took... She is. It's on, the, it's on the wall. True. So it's either... Okay, so the witch's cave was pretty easy to find. Yeah. Probably impossible that it stayed hidden since 1600s. So do you think the witch is choosing the next killer? Or is it like a cult or group of people that are making sacrifices or, you know, carving the names and deciding who is next? What do you guys oh, think? Oh, it's got to be the, the witch. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense for... I mean, it, I mean, pfft, nothing makes sense in Hollywood, let's be honest. But... Um, I never really thought about it like that, but I just can't, I don't know, I guess, did you, did you watch 1666, Kyle? Is that what you're trying to tell us? So you know more not. than we do? I did not watch 1666. Okay, well, I guess we'll find the fuck out if you're right or not, and <laughs> if you're using 100% of your brain right now, but I feel like it's gotta be the Vivitch. What do you think? Yeah, I, cause I mean, Tommy's a pretty, uh, innocuous if i'm using that word correctly or just like a random fucking person to pick because i mean yeah he's a shady sire but he's he seems like he has heart he seems like he's a a nice guy Mm -hmm. um he doesn't seem like a creep so it i i was kind of curious as to why she chose him over maybe because he's tall and a tall killer is scary well, I mean, even when Ruby's mom was talking about Ruby, she, she was like, yeah, she was like the nicest person yeah. in the world. She was, you know, the greatest person mm-hmm. did this, did that. Maybe like, it, it's almost like they're trying to corrupt the best people there, you know? That's a good point. Maybe. But, but how I also, good of the person was um, the skull mask killer? Because he was kind of just like a loner, wasn't he? But I mean, well, he, I mean, he, he did go to the mall to pick up his friend to drive her home. That's true. That's nice. Unless there was I like know. some weird prepubescent or, you know, some horny yeah. teen boy ulterior motive behind it. <laughs> I, mean, there's, I mean, there's there's always, literally always yeah, like an ulterior men only want one thing, boy. let's be honest. Um, but um, fucking Sam. Let's let's talk about Sam. She's not objectively a bad person, but she definitely like threw her entire life away to become a better person, which is totally fine and I applaud her for it, but like to everybody that she left behind like Dina, that was a dumb that was like a bitch move, you know? So, how would that other than her bleeding onto the witch's bones, well, that's how what would it that? Is. Well, She's yeah. the exception cuz she ble- she oh, bled okay. on the witch's bones. Okay, yeah. If that's that's but it wasn't but Ziggy would have also been the exception then, too, because she bled on the witch's bones. True. I but mean, Ziggy isn't necessarily a bad person. She's just fucking sour as hell and kind of a bitch, but like not, not a bad person. <laughs> Wait, eating her TV, her TV dinner and drinking her glass of whiskey. That's like my late 20s right there. <laughs> Wait, so, you know, come to think of it, when Dina, towards the end, digs up the the hand no 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 no, no. when 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 they get to the that uh to sarah's corpse at the end and they put the hand in there her nose Mm -hmm. starts bleeding again Mm -hmm. and and then she becomes sarah fear in 1666 yes yeah you know that's right i'm sorry my theory was dumb Yes. No, no, I, your theory is not dumb. You didn't even finish it. So No, no, no cuz I I was going to say she bled on on the corpse but nothing happened, but you're right. I completely forgot that she that she turns into Sarah. Yeah, but I back when we did part 1, Kyle mentioned that and I obviously noticed this too immediately when it happened. I just didn't bring it up. How back when they first were even close to the witch's bones before Sam got in the accident. Kiana, Dina, mm-hmm. more appropriately, her nose was the first to bleed. Could it really be that Dina was the victim, the the target all along, and that it just fucking was through heaps and hurdles and bounds that everybody else got fucked up along the way? Because why else would Dina turn into Sarah Fear in 1666 if it didn't have to do explicitly with Dina. Because I, I read the 
summary synopsis whatever for the third part and it says that dina literally goes back in time as the bitch in 1666 (laughs) and she is that bitch while all of the other characters are stuck in 1666 the characters from 94 are stuck in there with her, and they're all okay, learning okay, the truth together. You're already telling me too much. Well, that's, <laughs> I don't know that much. that's literally the synopsis of the next movie. Like, if you read the summary on Netflix, that's what it says. I did not give any spoilers. That's just if you can read, Kyle. If you know how to read, <laughs> that's debatable. <laughs> that's fair, but like, think about it. Like, maybe the Vivich was after Dina this whole fucking time. Maybe, I think that. The only like the only reasonable explanation right now about her being transferred to 1666, just her specifically as Seraphir, is that she re, re- reunited the uh, hand Owned. as a body. That's mm-hmm. our only thing to go off of now. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens with that. I still think it's funny too that the hand was literally buried like six <laughs> inches <laughs> under the ground in the mall, literally. and nobody, nobody ever found knew. this. It's just Even through the construction right of the mall and this all just no. it's like honestly, they dug, I like, bet six inches tops. <laughs> I bet somebody found it and they were like, "Oh, okay, I was gonna bury this." <laughs> like if I were a construction worker and I was doing work and I found a hand. I would just fucking brush that soil over and be like, not my problem. They don't pay me enough for this. Well, I mean, yeah, because, you know, if you're doing a, you know, a multi-million dollar construction deal and you find a bone, that's going to shut all of construction down. Yeah. They're going to bring in the forensics team. Health department. Um, they got to get paid. Oh, yeah. They got to get paid. Yeah. So, but no, it is funny. She takes, she takes like what, a little hand, or does she just dig it out by her own hands? Yeah, they, they just dig it out with their own fucking fingies. And they're like, oh, here we go. This is perfect. What? Just what we're looking for. The mall has everything. You know, you couldn't find that on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, fuck you, Jeff. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Amazon was oh, around. True, yeah, true. Forums, yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought, um, well, just going back to the movie as a whole, um, there were a few standout scenes. Uh, like I told you, Georgie, uh, in relation to what you were talking about, I thought the scene between Nick Good, um, in case you didn't know, he's the cop from 1994, um, between him and Sadie, which is Ziggy, I thought their chemistry was good in that scene. But really, aside from that, the only real other scene that st- stood out to me personally was the final confrontation um, between oh, yeah. s- uh, Sacky Boy and... Sacky uh, Boy. And, Don't uh, speak of Sack Boy that way. Cindy. He's much better. <laughs> I thought their fight was cool. Um, and I also thought that it like in the moment right before she kills him and it has that brief cut to like her seeing oh, him how heart. he normally is. Yeah. That, that no, broke my heart. It, it, yeah. No, it broke my heart too, actually. Like that scene. Well, actually I actually wrote down. Was, yeah. I, yeah, I wrote like down was, in my notes. I was like, oh my God, Cindy did it. Like she actually did it. Cause Alice was like, if it really came down to it, do you think that you could kill him? And she was kind of like, I mean, he's not who he used to be. Like, I, I feel like maybe And she was like, I would kill him in a heartbeat. And she fucking did it. And I was like, Oh girl. Yeah. But I thought the, I thought the scene as a whole was played out good. I thought the cut was good. And, like the way they just kept the like like the um the music. overall m- music playing while the scene cut to him for just a second in the light and then it cut back. I thought that was really cool. But um, any other scenes you guys want to mention before we uh, do our final thoughts? I uh, I did want to bring up the scene where uh, Ziggy and Cindy were uh, just standing in the field and the four or five different killers all start to come out. Mm. I thought like them that that part right there out of all the other parts got my heart racing. I was like, oh shit, okay, we're on to something now. Yeah. And I that scene I enjoyed that so much. Um also there the other the one other thing I wanted to bring up towards the end, Dina drops the uh Stu Mocker from Streamline. I'll be right back. 
Um, oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, but she doesn't. I mean, we haven't. I haven't seen 1666, so I don't know if she dies or not. So I guess it would technically be canon for her to die in the next movie because she said that line. Um, True. But yeah, no, I, 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 I wrote that line down in all caps with a thousand exclamation points, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> she said it!" Um, so I, I'm interested to see what happens to her character. And I will put my money on the fact that she dies in the next movie. Okay. okay. Yeah, that last scene was really cool. Um, I liked the, uh, like, they didn't cut away at all when they were hacking them, too. It was pretty legit. And Wait, so do you guys, um, like, obviously, you know, they showed uh, a couple clips from the next one at the end of uh, uh, 78. So do you think it's going to be a full-out period piece? Hmm. I don't know. I feel like maybe the end will jump back to 94 and like we'll have some sort of closure perhaps, but I wouldn't, I don't know that I'd bet. I would, I don't know that I'd bet on it. Yeah. I, I agree with Georgie on that. I think that it's going to mostly spend time in 1666. I don't think they're going to tackle any like relatable issues during that time, except for the whole like, which conspiracy thing. But, um, I think we're probably going to flash back to 1994 towards the end. I think it's going to probably probably double back. That's fair. If if not like even go into the future and like allude to another um year of torment from the Vivich where other people die for literally no reason. Fear Street, but Fear Street of, 2020 Sarah Fear only yep. gives people covid who are from shady side. <laughs> yep, just like fucking 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street, like at the end of 22 Jump Street, how they alluded to like decades past. That's exactly what's going to happen with this film franchise. But um, going into you guys talking about the final scene where Cindy and her sister, um, Cindy and Ziggy are in the field and they're like talking to each other right before all the killers come, it honestly broke my heart when Cindy was like, you need to run. Like, they want you because you bled on the witch's bones. You need to run. And then she goes and, like, runs. Not Ziggy. Obviously, Ziggy ran literally into a fucking knife. Like, whatever, bitch. But Cindy ran to, like, try to fight these killers. Like, four of them at once. And it's like, not only do you not stand a chance, but you're still fucking doing it. And I applaud her so hard for that. That scene was genuinely gorgeous to me. It broke my heart. I was like, wow, sister love that is not working out properly. And I'm so sorry. And then they died. Well, one of them did. And it was it was really bad. So we're going to get into our final thoughts. And then we'll discuss the Red Room rating and go from there the red rum rating excuse me mitch what um, did you say his his podcast is the red room and mine's the red rum so that was the mistake I, yeah okay <laughs> um fair so i'll go ahead and have georgie start oh god Okay. Actually, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no. I had you start in the beginning. Yeah, so, don't let me. Brennan, I'm going to yeah, toss it over to you. Move on. There we let's go. hear your final thoughts, and then let's get your out of 100% Red Room rating. Okay, so I don't think it deserves a 70, but I think 65 is too low. So I'm going to go the meme number and go 69. Ooh. Do you have any final thoughts, or do you just want to give the rating? I, Yeah, I mean, it was there were some cool kills like as a film i think that it's a a coherent interesting movie but i was i don't know what it was i was just so bored watching it <laughs> fair oh, enough no. yeah Georgie? that's fair i'm sorry though um yeah i mean i have to rate it higher than i rated uh part 1 so take that as you will um maybe i'd recommend taking a shot or two before watching this film maybe that's what made it better for me maybe it's because i didn't realize the plot twist i don't know um but since i by default have to rate it higher than part one because i liked it so much more than part one i would have to say i'd give it like an 84 percent 
84? Yeah, because I gave part one, like, what, an 80, let's see, 80, 80%? I would say, like, this one, at least 4% more. Um, <laughs> I just thought that the kills were better. I, like I said, found multiple different occasions where I was, like, very uncomfortable, and I just needed to know what was going to happen next. It, so I'm really sorry that you guys were bored. I, I kind of feel like maybe I should have been bored, too, but I wasn't. I was I was really enthralled, and um, I would have to agree there were times where I was like, come on, get to the point. Like, I want to see how this plays out, but for the most part, I just I liked it more than the first part one. Fair enough. I mean, you never have to justify your answer to us. I mean, no, as far no. as like, we're all going to like something different and we're all going to enjoy things more, you know, than other things. And that's why I have you guys on the cast. I don't want to just, you know, talk in an echo chamber where we all agree on the same thing or disagree on the same thing. That's that's why we do this. So 84 it is. Um how did you this feel, This is the worst Kyle? movie I've ever seen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I thought... <clears throat> excuse me. I thought this movie was um, definitely... It was definitely better than part one for me. Um, I enjoyed it more. I thought it was a, a better-paced movie. Um, I thought um, overall the acting experience from the cast was better. I thought the kills were better. I thought the story format was was pretty simple, but I think that worked in its favor. Um, how it was self-contained in one area with one like small group of people made it easier to tell the story while giving you you know the information that you needed that you were looking for from the first movie. But in the end, I was kind of bored throughout the throughout most of it. There was some standout you know moments. There was some good you know character moments between a few of them. And, uh, but th there wasn't really anything that advanced the story too far. And I know most of the characters were disposable anyway. So it's hard to kind of like latch on to anybody specific except for the main character. Um, but that being said, I would give it a solid 70%. Okay. Um, I, I did enjoy it more than the first, but it's, it's still just, it's barely passing the average C territory for me. Dude, C's and D's get degrees. That is totally <laughs> fine. We're loving it here. We're live, live, laugh, love, like I always say. So that being said, uh, the Red Rum score for Fear Street Part 2, 1978, is 74%. I still think it's a little too high, but, you know. That's, <laughs> Actually, the, the, I think that that's pretty accurate. I think that's a really good percentage for this film. I, I mean, I, I would push it a little higher if I could, but I, I did what I could. <laughs> Fair, enough. Could, Fair enough. Could I ask real quick, did anyone else's score for Part 1 change from viewing this movie? One hundred percent. My score would have gone down for part one fully. One hundred percent. I would have given like maybe a seventy-seven at the best for part one versus part two. Mine stays the same. That's fair. Yeah, mine stays the same. It didn't do anything to move the needle in any direction. So, what about you? Uh, I th I think that it, I I mean now that I I'm not trying to harp on. 78 too much but i think my rating for the first one would go up a couple points because i appreciate <laughs> the first one more after now this. are you are you saying that you would rate the first one higher because you just enjoyed like in comparison to the second one you just enjoyed the first one more or do yes. you actually think that watching part two makes part one a better movie based on what it brings to the story and everything i think a little bit of both honestly because it, now, don't get me wrong. I we didn't really touch on this too much, but you know the music of '78 was great. But I yeah, but, oh fucking great. Um, but you know, sans the uh, the Rob Zombie song in the first one, because um, <laughs> I know that that was '95. Um, I it's white white zombie. But the, white, white zombie. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's the same guy. But uh, yeah, no, there's just. I I appreciate the references in '94 more. I got 
I think I got most of the references in 78. Um, but, you know, I just think that if I were to compare the two films, I think that 94 is a lot better. Um, and seeing this may wait. So what did you say? They filmed this one last. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, in kind of now knowing that I'm not saying, I'm not saying at all that they got lazy or anything, but it just knowing that information in hindsight kind of feels like they were like, all right, this is the third one. We just got to churn this out and get it done. Um, so with that information, it kind of sets this movie in a different light for me. And, uh, yeah, if that, if any of that makes any sense, I feel like I've just been rambling. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Well, we'll, we'll leave it at that. So this has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Room, a product child of the Ruminations Radio Network. If you like what we're doing here, for, uh, please follow on Instagram at Ruminations of Red Room and Twitter at of Red Room. That's OF Red Room. And you. please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and make sure you hit us up with a review and give us a rating. That being said, I'm your host, Kyle, with a K. We have today Georgie, the final girl. Salutations all. Thank you for listening. And the new blood, Brendan. Have a beautiful <laughs> and bloody day. Stay spooky, folks. Thank you.